to another episode of the Hiding Street Sports Podcast. My name is Andrew. I'm here with my co-host Garrett. After Wild Card Weekend, what's going on, man? How you doing? <sighs> I'm great. Not you good? A little bit disappointed after how the games went this weekend. You but you have no reason to be disappointed. Your team like didn't even deserve to be there. It's not even just my team. It was there was there was really one good game. Yeah, throughout the entirety of, of Wild Card was, Weekend, was it really a good? Which game are you talking about? I'm talking about. Uh, oh, sorry, Cowboys Niners. Was that even really a good game though? No, like it, it wasn't was a good okay. Game. The Niners came out to what a, an 18 point lead um, to start off the game, something like that. They were up 10 nothing. Scored again. Cowboys kicked a field goal. Yeah, it was 17 10. It was like 17 to 10. I think at one point. Yeah, and then, they finished what 23 to seven or. 17, right? Seven, yeah, 23-17. So, like, raiders Bengals kind of want how we thought it would. It was the battle of who's going to fuck up the least, and it was the Bengals. Um, Are you we sure it wasn't the officials? And so, I'm not even talking about that call, the inadvertent whistle thing. Not talking about that, because he's scoring a touchdown regardless of the whistle there. The Raiders guy didn't quit. He was beat on the play. But the penalties with Boger... And how long we discuss things. It's just gotten to the point where, like, every every once in a while, New York calls in. And they're like, oh, and the official's like, oh, we got it from New York or whatever. And New York ma- cha- makes a change. Why are we just doing that all the time? Well, so it's funny you say that. Because I believe it was last night in the Cardinals-Rams game. New York called in, set a call, and they were wrong. Like, it, it went, and like I think the Rams, it, it might have been a touchdown. The Matthew Stafford yeah, it QB was, sneak. it was the sneak. And New York came in and said, it's not a touchdown. And then the Rams challenged it, and it was a touchdown. I don't know if that's the exact play. But right. it's like, if you're going to have New York call in, or the Sky Judge, as they call them, and, and they're going to call in and say what actually happened, shouldn't they be right 100% of the time? Honestly, I'm okay if they're wrong, as long as the confrontation doesn't take seven minutes. Like, I'm okay with bad calls. Like it's it's human error. It's part of the game. I've always said that. I'm okay with missed calls or bad calls or no calls. Just don't take 17 minutes to get to a decision. the The flow of these games, the last three minutes. Like I've been saying this about the NBA for years, but the NFL has gotten to the point now where the last three minutes of the game, even on the last plays, like if you have a final play to end a game, you have to check the play 19,000 times, and it's basically like, oh, he scored a touchdown. Okay, wait a minute. Let's calm ourselves down. Let's take ourselves out of this exciting moment that just happened, and then let's wait and see, oh, now we can celebrate. Oh, okay, the moment's five minutes ago, and now we're celebrating about it. It's ridiculous. Like, I'm okay if New York calls in and gets it wrong. Like, that's okay. That's what coaches' challenges are for. So they can go back and review it and get it right. But I'm, I don't want to see... Okay, there's a pass interference call. We all gather up about it, and then we talk about it, and then we decide, you know what? Let's pick up this flag because we're not really sure. After three minutes of game t- or basically non-game time, it's ridiculous. So, I agree. I don't. I don't like how long these games are taking to end. I think it's getting very annoying from a fan aspect. Like, I mean, the the Rams Cardinals game last night. The Cardinals were calling timeouts left and right. There were reviewable plays, and it's like, bro, you're down. They were down 34-11 at this point. It's like there's five minutes left, and the Cardinals are calling timeouts to end the game. And it's as as a as a, a better who had the over for that game. I was happy because I would have loved to see the the over hit. It didn't, but it's like, why 
just let the game be over. And, and that's why I'm glad that the Steelers at the end of the Chiefs game weren't like, all right, let's waste all of our time out so that Ben can just go down and have his last moment. They were like, just let the game be over. I, it's, the, the, the Chiefs scored so much they ran out of fucking fireworks. Kids show. It, like, that's bad. So, Pop, if the Steelers did anything right this weekend, it's they just let the game let the game end. And, and, and I stand by that. But were you... When T.J. Watt had that scoop and oh, score, I almost got butt were, naked. Were you like, "Oh my God, we're gonna pull this off"? I, I was, I was happy. I was like, "There's no way that we scored first in a game." And mind you, it started off three downs, punt. Three downs. The Chiefs were punt. over five to start. Yeah, their, their uh, it was game, it was yeah. four punts, three six punts in a row for each team. Yeah, and then it was, oh, well, we got the ball, or we the defense scored. So I wasn't even watching when it had happened. I just. Heard the announcers going crazy, and then I ran in and saw it. I was like, oh, holy shit, we're up 7 nothing. Here we go. It happened, and I instantly said, yep, Kansas City's going to win this game. <laughs> like, they did not take you guys seriously at all, and then they were kind of just like, all right, we won't blow them out. We'll just kind of let them play with us for a little bit. And then you guys scoop and scored them, and they were like, okay. It's like that, that meme where the kid's losing in the video game, and, and he, he sits forward, forward in the yeah. chair, and it's like, that's definitely what just happened because all of a sudden – Oh, Travis Kelsey's somehow wide open on like seven straight plays. Secondary is so bad. That guy, like anytime you play the Chiefs, why is that guy always open? (laughs) It's it's literally the Gronk thing, though, because Gronk was like that for so long, and you know this. For some reason, that dude's wide open in the middle of the field. Like the best player on the team. He's the one guy you can't let get open. And he somehow is always open 25 yards downfield. And then nobody wants to tackle him, and he runs for another 17. That touchdown was like Anybody want to tackle him? Yeah. Anybody at all. Just say like, what you want about uh, about Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes. Travis Kelsey is the guy. Like nobody like you said, nobody wants to guard him, so he's just free will wherever he wants to be down the field. There were times in that game where they were showing replays. Travis Kelsey's wide open. Mahomes just missed him. Yeah. It's like can you see him? Yeah. He's like six foot six, built like a Mack truck. Someone guard him. Like it, it's just ridiculous. But uh, the biggest frustration comes with, I legitimately saw five or six teams that shouldn't have been in the playoffs. I disagree with that. I, okay, so you're going to bring up teams that got blown out this weekend. I'm going to bring up all six losers. I'm not even going to say the Raiders, because the, the Raiders honestly could have won that game. Okay, but of all the losers, did any of us, like, consensus, did anybody believe that the teams that lost were going to win the games? No, I mean... In all five of those games, there was one underdog to win it, and it was the Niners. And I hadn't talked to a single person that wasn't a Cowboys fan all week that was betting on the Cowboys. The, the Niners yeah, but that's that's just Cowboy the, hate. The, the, so yeah, the Niners have been the hottest team in football for the past five or six weeks. Right. But I, I'm looking at I'm looking at five teams here, and the first thing that comes to my mind is frauds. Cowboys. I'm not. Cowboys no, have got frauds. nothing but hype all year. Cardinals, same thing. Went on these huge runs, locked up their divisions. We heard, oh, these are the greatest teams in the, in the league right now. The Cardinals are going to win the Super Bowl. The Cowboys are going to be in the AFC Championship game to play the Cardinals. And and then uh, here we are in the playoffs, and the Cardinals don't look like they could beat a modified football team in a game. And the Cowboys are just reverting back to bad coaching and terrible fouls by their offense and defense to lose them the game. Not to mention the other teams that just. The Steelers should have gotten blown out by 30. You should have been right. They only got blown out by 21, but it's basically like the whole, oh, we gave up, here's two touchdowns to, to score 21 points, 
And then the Patriots just came up. I will say, I knew it was over the second that Mac Jones threw that beautiful interception. That The ball couldn't have been thrown any better. Poirier just made the greatest interception of the year, maybe, coming in and sniping yeah. the ball out from, who was it? Was it? Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. yeah, just beautiful ball. Right then I knew it's like, okay, well, you they just scored a touchdown on you that shouldn't have even happened because Allen meant to throw the ball away, and you had an unlucky interception on one of the well, – probably the greatest throw Mac has thrown all year. No, he said, he said some better ones, but – um, well, let's – yeah, let's talk Patriots game because I'm a little frustrated. Um, I don't know. I, I want to say we beat ourselves, but we didn't beat ourselves. The Bills beat us. Like, they were – they're the better team. The Brandon Bolden drop on the first drive – that's a killer. Like, it's just a first down. You're going to be in scoring range on your first drive, and he just drops it. And you needed it. Right. So, you Like, you needed that play. Did, did, I know we discussed it when we were watching it. Um, did, did we figure out who won the coin toss? Because you guys typically defer when you win. Yeah, I, New England won the toss. They deferred, I'm pretty sure. Now, why wouldn't you – I know it's just Patriots fashion to defer when you win it, but why wouldn't you keep it? Like, why I, wouldn't you I take would, the ball? I would always defer. I just think that Mac needed the ball to start that game yeah, off. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but, like, this whole this team, the only way New England was going to be able to win was their defense was going to have to play incredible, and they just can't. Like, even if New England goes down and scores on their first drive and they get the ball first, like, Buff, they still have to hold Buffalo to no points on that next drive. Like, Buffalo played a perfect offensive game. They didn't punt once. They didn't turn the ball over. They kneeled down on the last drive. They scored a touchdown every time. Like, the defense didn't show up at all. Like, and that's on Bill. They did not make adjustments. They weren't. That was some of the worst tackling I've ever seen out of a Patriots team. Like, it was pathetic tackling. It wasn't even tackling. You well, guys just, it was, yeah, it failing was, to tackle. It was, where is the defense? Where yeah, Where was, is anybody? Bad. J.C. Jackson um, was just, went from being, oh, yeah, all game. pro cornerback to, and and I want to say the same thing about Trayvon Diggs. We give him so much shit. Brandon Ayuk made him look silly. All yeah. so we have these two all pro cornerbacks that are just non-existent in the the biggest game of their their so, seasons. Um, I I actually so I went back and rewatched that game because I was I was pretty frustrated. I actually thought Mac played pretty well. The two interceptions, the one was a great play. The other one, it's not it's not a good ball, but it's a ball that at least should get the knocked Hunter down. Henry one? Yeah. Like, it's off a tip ball. It should have been knocked down, at least, by Henry. Not a bad interception. He had, like, six drops. Like, just can we just catch the ball? I've never seen a team drop passes. Brandon Bolton it hit him. I mean, he was standing there and hit him in the chest, and he just dropped That's his it. only job. He's your only pass catching back yeah, in and, that scenario. You know, like, James White catches that ball. Like, you just know he does, and then he probably runs for another 20 yards. So, like, there was, like, six drops. I, I thought Mac played well, actually, and I was oh, I impressed. Agree. So, like, I come him- out of that game, like... Okay, Buffalo was clearly the better team. Like, did anybody actually think Buffalo wasn't the better team last that night because they should have won? Like, they were at home. I understand they had the better that, players. But like, here, here's where my my argument of just I see frauds all over is Patriots at one and one with Buffalo this year. They had their number in the first game. Might have been a fluke. Call it what you want because of the weather to where you can just run the ball as much as you want. But you'd at least think that you know maybe just maybe the Patriots are going to be able to just do whatever they want like they usually can against the Bills because Bill Belichick has been in the league long enough. He just knows what to do against the the Buffalo Bills. That's fair. I also believe that some teams play their Super Bowls a couple weeks early, and I think Buffalo kind of played their Super Bowl. And I agree. I I think it was, okay, we won the two out of three. Fuck you, New England. Kids show. No, that was a – 
we've been getting beat down in this division for 20 years. This is our chance to stick it to them. We're going to play the greatest game we've ever played. And that's fine. I mean, the Bills didn't have I, a negative play until the kneel down. Right. Like, that's fine to play that way. But when you when you hype yourself up to play one specific game that way, like, it usually doesn't bode well for the next week. Um, you know, Buffalo had everything to lose in that game. They could... If they lost that game, like, this is their year to do something because, like, next year New England's going to be better. They're going to be more experienced. Buffalo's going to have more of a salary cap issue. This is their year to do it. If they lost that game, their window kind of closes almost. I mean, I don't think – I'm not going to say closed, but their window becomes more difficult to open, basically. Um, so I, I disagree with you on the fraud thing. I don't think the Steelers were frauds. Like, the Steelers were who we thought they were. Big Ben can't throw. Deontay Johnson's going to drop seven passes when you need him most. Like, I, I don't think he's a fraud. I'm not going to say the Cowboys are frauds because, again, I think the Cowboys are exactly who we thought they were. Mike McCarthy can't coach. They're going to get exposed in a run game. And, like, hello, they're the Cowboys. This is what they do. The Cardinals, if you want to say that, that the Cardinals look fraudulent, I'll give you that. Kyler Murray basically turned into Carson Wentz. Like, he looked or like Carson Wentz. from four weeks ago. Sure, like whatever your definition is of a quarterback that shits all over himself, that's what Kyler Murray turned into last night. He was bad. Like, he was just bad. Uh, the Eagles, come on, I'm not going to say the Eagles were frauds. Like, the Eagles didn't beat a team over 500 all season. No, what I mean by frauds is there are these teams that just picked up the pace. I'm going to say the Eagles are frauds. What's, what's fraudulent about a team that doesn't beat a 500 team all year and gets blown out by the two seed in the NFC so, on the road? The Eagles were projected to have a top four pick this season from both of us. We both had them in the top five, at least, from, from first-round picks next year. Um, they made a run. Teams hopped on. I said, oh, the Eagles are kind of hot right now. They're playing good football. They're going into the Bucks. I, myself, <clears throat> at one point, had said, you know, maybe the Eagles are going to keep it close. I, I wouldn't entirely be shocked. But, I mean, Jalen Hurts kind of just came in and said, all right, uh, I don't know who Devontae Smith is anymore. Let me just throw the ball to Dallas Goddard 19 million times in this game. And then when I throw it to Jalen Rager, she's just going to not catch the ball or muff a punt and cost us the game. I just think the Eagles went from being at least a little bit of a chance to winning this game to, um, yeah, we just shit all over ourselves and we're not playing football anymore. I, just I think they gained the steam throughout the regular season to be able to say that they were frauds. And this, By I beating who? Who did they beat? They, they were still them, in the playoffs. Who did they beat that earned them any credibility whatsoever? They were still in the playoffs. Andrew, That's the they, point that needs this, to be this made. This is the same team that lost to the Giants nine weeks ago. Uh, yep. Yeah, okay. I don't even want to argue about the Eagles being the frauds because if you want to say that they're not, that's fine. They were the seven seed. We we're, know who they are. We're kind of to the point where seven seeds are just expected to lose. Like, right. Like, we know... We but know who the Eagles are. They're I, not a good football team. I'm going to say that the Cardinals and the Cowboys and the Patriots are frauds. I think fraud is the wrong word. I, you're literally using that word wrong. Fraudulent is to say that the team, we thought the team was some Super Bowl caliber team, and then they end up getting blown out. None of those teams are actual Super Bowl contenders. They all had massive flaws in their game. We've talked about it for weeks. Cardinals were some of the one of the favorites to win this. Did Super the Cardinals Bowl? have DeAndre Hopkins five weeks ago. No, Do, the Cardinals have DeAndre Hopkins. Are they healthy at all? What was the Cardinals? Is Kyler record? Murray healthy? Because the Cardinals almost a, a home playoff team in that first game. Oh, did, they needed to win one game. And 
I, I would say that, that that would be able to okay qualify them as frauds. Hold on a minute. The Cowboys? Your NFC have the championship Cardinals, game. Have the Cardinals played in a playoff game yet? No. Does, does Kyler Murray have any playoff experience? Did does, the Cliff Cardinals, K- does Cliff Kingsbury have any playoff experience? Did the Cardinals start off 11-2? and two? Yeah, they did, and they beat a lot of bad teams. We all knew that. Why do you think no? Hold on. Why do you think nobody talked about the Cardinals as Super Bowl favorites for the first twelve weeks of the season? Oh, because they what didn't mean beat nobody anybody. did. There were, are you kidding? Were ESPN analysts. They, Cardinals were number one in the power you know rankings for like you know what the, four weeks in a row. Do you know what one of the best segments on ESPN Radio is week to week? Oh, who's the Super Bowl contender? Well, it's clearly the Bucks, the Chiefs, and the Rams. Well, how come nobody ever wants to talk about the Cardinals? Well, because we really just haven't haven't seen them do, do it yet. Because we haven't seen anything from them in a playoff game. And again, if Kyler Murray's not willing to scramble and not willing to run quarterback draws, they're not going to work. So that's not fraudulent. That's We're not that good of a team. I think if you start off 11-2, and two, you, you come one game from winning your division. Oh, really? Mr. Steelers fan. And? We were frauds last year. Uh, do, do you have I ever disagreed with with us having one of the easiest the easiest schedule in football last year, going eleven and zero, and then saying that oh oh we, we were just the best team in football for eleven weeks? For seven weeks, I had said oh I the heard Steelers you guys were pretty good. For seven weeks, eight weeks maybe even, I had said oh yeah the Steelers are the best team in football, and then we started lo- winning some games by three points that we should have doubt. We almost lost to Cooper Rush last year against the Cowboys, like. The they were, they did were, lose to Cooper There were games last year that we should have blown teams out and we weren't. So when I went into the playoffs, I wasn't shocked that we lost to the Browns. I was shocked how bad we shit all over ourselves, but I wasn't shocked. We were bad. Okay. So yeah, I'm going okay. to sit here and admit that the, the Steelers were frauds last year. Okay, but to say that they're frauds this year is, is false. Like, I'll give we you know the Eagles and the Steelers aren't. I already said that. They're the seventh seed. They were expected to lose. Okay, well, I'm also going to, fa- to defend... New England, and I'm going to defend Dallas. Where's Dallas on that board for you? I said Bucks Chiefs originally. Where's also what's that NFC Championship game for you? That's fair. Also, a lot of injuries on the Dallas Cowboys. That line is not healthy. If that line's not healthy, it's not going to work. Also, why do we only run the ball 16 times for Dallas? That doesn't make any sense to me. It's one of the biggest okay. criticisms. And also, the the also, lost. I picked. I said last week. The Niners were the worst possible matchup that the Cowboys could have gotten. Literally anybody else, I would have picked the Cowboys to win the game. The Niners, no way. I, I, we can argue. We can sit here all we want. That's fine. I'm telling you, you're using the and word not, frauds wrong. I'm not. I think they were fraudulent teams. They were uh, they were overhyped from the start. And the reason the Patriots are in that category is because I heard a lot of people saying the Patriots had a chance to beat the Bills. I did. I myself I mean, gave the Patriots a chance to beat I the also Bills. Sa- 17 to 14 was my score last week. I also said that Buffalo was the team I didn't want to face because we'd already played them twice and their divisional team and also knew that was going to be a Super Bowl for Buffalo. Did a single person think that that game was going to be lost by 30 points by the Patriots? Actually, I'm not really shocked by it. Really? Because Vegas had a spread was of I, two and We a watched half. the game together. Did I look shocked? You were pretty pissed off. I was pissed. I wasn't shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. I wasn't. Because I knew Buffalo was going to play that like their Super Bowl. I come obviously. I'm not going to pick Buffalo against my team. I'm going to defend my team, but I wasn't shocked by that. Buffalo is a better team. Buffalo is one of those teams that if Josh Allen plays his best game, nobody's going to beat them. He played his best game like ever. Nobody's going to beat him if he plays like that. Like what? Name a team in the NFL that could have beaten the Bills on Saturday. 
completely in a Josh perfect Allen, game. There's a single that, one. Do you know that Josh Allen is like the first player in NFL history to throw five touchdown passes, rush for more than 50 yards, throw for more than 300 yards, and not have any interceptions or fumbles or against, sacks? Against one of the best defenses in the league, ranked all year, the Patriots were. Okay. That, that's yeah, okay. That's pretty Again. bad. That's, that's d- d- fraudulent d- behavior. That's not fraudulent. You're on the road in a playoff game, and you have a young team. So you're just so we've if you went, make the playoffs with a young from, team within a week we've went from yo the Patriots have a legitimate chance like they have a very I good I said they had a game. chance against Cincinnati Mac Jones, Mac Jones comes up and throws the ball well the Patriots defense is going to be able to stop Josh Allen at least be able to contain Josh Allen That's and fine. get to him and the coverage defense from JC Jackson and the corners and the safeties from the Patriots might be able to keep this game close yeah Vegas puts it at two and a half everybody has the game within three four five points but no the, the Bills come out and smoke the Patriots by thirty. Did, did, okay. behavior. did or did Josh Allen play bad? No. If Josh Allen played bad and they lost by 30, I get your point. Josh Allen played literally the one of the greatest games in NFL history. No quarterback, I'm gonna say it again, has ever thrown in a playoff game for more than 300 yards, rushed for more than 50 yards, thrown for five touchdowns with no picks and no interceptions. No quarterback in NFL history has ever done that. And he did it Josh against did. a okay, top I understand five ranked that. defense. That's fine. Look like I get what you're saying on that point. But he did something that nobody in NFL history has ever done. Top five defenses have had games, have given up big games. Nobody's ever done that before. So obviously Josh Allen was just having a night. He had a night. That happens. That doesn't mean that a team is fraudulent. Okay. Okay, so when Buffalo gets blown out by 60 to the Chiefs, we're going to come in and say they're fraudulent, right? <laughs> they're not going to get blown out by 60. Okay, so when Buffalo loses by 25, are they fraudulent? If 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 Buffalo comes out if, and shits if the Packers, the bed tomorrow, if the Packers lose to the Niners, are they frauds? No. How can they not be frauds? If because, the Packers because lose because the, the Niners are the hottest whoa, team in whoa, football. Whoa, whoa, right whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, no! Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP. We, we're talking about Mike Lafleur for Coach of the Year. We got or Matt Lafleur, whatever the hell his name is, Coach of the Year. They're the number one seed, best record in football. And if they lose to the Niners, they're not frauds. Sure. If the Packers come You've out and look like shit, if the Packers come out and look like shit against the Niners, they're frauds. No, no, just lose, just lose, just lose. No, they're the number one because seed. they're playing no, no. actual football. No, the the no, Patriots no. came out and looked like shit. The Cowboys came out and played no, no, no. Hang like on a shit. Hang on a minute. You just said that Micah Hyde made one of the greatest interceptions of the season. And what okay. happened after that? That the. the Everybody got down. This top five defense in the NFL this year. When you're on the road, when you're on the road and you just go down 21 nothing. oh yeah, that's so easy to come back from. It, you, you let up one interception on the offense. You were down 7 to nothing. They got the, the ball. They got up. the ball. When you're down 21 nothing, it's pretty hard. On the road in a playoff game and it's 20 below zero, it's kind of hard to stay up. That's not fraudulent. That's the Buffalo Bills played the best game they've played all season. Did they or did they not play the best game they played all season? They played one of the best games of all time. Exactly. So, oh, because someone played the one of the greatest games they've ever played. That's fraudulent. You're not understanding me. You, I'm not going to say it again. A top five defense got smoked by a team. I get so it, it's impossible it. for a defense to have a bad day. No, but we've I, heard nothing all year. But the Patriots' defense is good. Top five. Patriots have a chance to beat the Bills this week. I'm saying you're using fraudulent okay. wrong. Okay. That's my point. Okay. I'm not though. Like, I, I'm not the first person to say that these games, these, these teams were frauds. I'm not. I'm not the first one. Also, and I hold probably on a won't be the last. Hold on a minute. 
Buffalo's record was eleven and six. New England's was ten and seven. Yeah, and you got smoked by thirty. Who had a better record? Oh, Buffalo had a better record. Thirty on the road in a playoff game in the cold at night. That's that's with a rookie quarterback. I'm sorry. Okay. Has a rookie quarterback ever won? I I want everyone to go back and just listen to the past. Two weeks, maybe in last week. And That's here, fine. I here, back my team. Here are reasons why the you're Patriots calling, could win you're this You're calling game. a team fraudulent. Here, I also said on this podcast, I don't want New England to play Buffalo again. I want them to play Cincinnati. I didn't like our chances against Buffalo. Just listen to the reasons as to why the Patriots are going to beat the Bills. Cold was brought up. In December, it was I brought said up. wind. Okay. I said wind and weather, not just cold. Just go back. I'm using fraudulent, right? You just don't want. I, I get it. I, I I do. I'm defending all these teams. You're saying all these teams are fraudulent. I disagree with that 100. percent Okay. We know who the Cowboys were. We know who the Steelers were. We knew who the Cardinals were, and we knew who the Eagles were. Did you know who the Cowboys were? Because you hadn't making it all the way. That's to fine. The Bucks. I also have Bucks Chiefs. That was the first pick I made all the way back in August. Still stand by that. No, I. I, I said those other teams would not shock me. Your your Super Bowl pick, I is still. A good pick. I also said last week on the podcast, the Niners were the one team that I would pick to beat the Cowboys. the Cowboys. play the Rams last week? They I, would, I would have picked Cowboys against the Rams. I would have picked them against the Rams, yes, because at least I can trust their defense against them. The way that the Cowboys, or the way that the Rams attack you on defense is the perfect team for the Cowboys to play. The Niners were clearly going to come out and run the ball, and the Cowboys would not be able to stop it. And guess what? They didn't. Okay. That's fine. I, fraud is the right you're, word, but that's fine. We, we don't have to talk about it anymore. It's just the wrong word. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that you're completely wrong about your analysis of the games, but calling teams fraudulent is not true. Okay. When teams with better records beat them. Okay. It's fine. It's perfectly okay. Uh, you, you, you can feel the way that you feel, but my mind isn't changing. Okay. I, that's fine, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> have I changed my mind? Nah, it still says it up on the board. Yeah, I'm gonna del- I'll erase it right now. Oh, I know you can't erase it. It's on the board. The season's over. Like I'll erase, I'll erase the Baker Mayfield thing right now. I'll erase the John o. Smith thing right now. I'll erase the Josh Gordon things, the one that I was right on. I'll erase those right now. They not, they happened. It's over. Those weren't overhyped. I'm not comparing Baker Mayfield to Aaron Rodgers. I'm comparing Baker Mayfield to Matt Ryan. Okay, but that that makes Two it kind of bottom tier that actually makes it worse that you thought Baker Mayfield is actually better than Matt Ryan. That's my point. Why Matt Ryan has, wasn't a good quarterback? He was better than Baker Mayfield was. That was my point. Baker, I said neither I'll, of them would be you want me good. You going to call Baker Mayfield a fraud? Uh, to me, to me, Baker Mayfield fraud because I thought he was going to be better than Matt Ryan. Good for you. I've been saying that. For, good for you. Like, I've been saying that for two years. You want to? We can go back and call things out that I've said are frauds, like. This is you fine. Hold on a minute. You didn't call Baker Mayfield a fraud. No, I'm calling Baker Mayfield I a did. fraud right now. Oh, you're too late for that. I'm changing a, my you mind. You can't jump on like, that bandwagon. It's too late for you on that one. The word fraud Oh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, it clearly wasn't Odell in Cleveland. It was oh, no. clearly yeah, Baker. We can agree. Yeah. It, you know, I'm going to just... I'm not standing by my wrong claim. I, I'm changing my mind. That's a normal thing for people to be able to do. But... So, we didn't get to talk about this last week. There was a lot of, not coaching change yet, but firings at the coaching level. Um, these are the teams that are currently looking for a head coach in the National Football League. The Miami, Miami Dolphins, they let go of Brian Flores, which 
both of us agree it was a dumb decision. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, after they fired Mike Zimmer, congratulations to Vikings fans. He's gone. Can't wait for you guys to hire Matt Nagy. That'll be just the best thing ever. Uh, the Broncos got rid of Vic Fangio. Both you and I called that at the beginning of the season. The Jags and Urban Meyer, again, we already knew about that. We're not going to discuss it anymore. Uh, I'm going to put the Raiders on here, even though they haven't fired Pit Boss Rick yet. Uh, he's gone. Like, they're getting rid of him. You don't keep an interim coach. The Bears, after firing Matt Nagy, uh, Chicago's most wanted. Is that what we're going to call him? Like, he was Chicago's most wanted, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, the Giants and Joe Judge, and they also fired uh, Dave Gettleman. And the Texans, after firing David Culley. Which I also don't agree with, but. I agreed with it because I didn't agree with hiring him in the first place. What You've been an assistant coach for like 38 years as a special teams coordinator. You've interviewed for head coaching jobs before, and you've never gotten one. I, I, what's what's like? Why did it take you 38 years to get a head coaching job? So I understand, um, but I do think that Dave Culley and the Texans performed to their standards of what everyone thought last year, maybe even better. I think Davis Mills came out and played better than he had. I mean, the Texans started off... 2-0? 3-0? 1-0. They didn't win two in a row to start? No. They started off looking decent with Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor goes down. Didn't they beat Jacksonville week one? Pretty sure that they didn't start off 2-0. No, they were 1-0. I think they beat Jacksonville week one, which, I, again, I, who cares? They beat Jacksonville. I they're, don't think... They're picking third in the draft or fourth in the draft. I don't think the Texans' performance was deemed fireable for Dave Culley. I don't think that... He had a bad enough year to be able to say, all right, you're gone. I think that he should have never been hired. I think that he was hired because they thought that he was going to be able to relate to Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson did not relate to him because he never wanted to play for him. So the the Texans beat the Jags, the Titans, the Jags, and the Chargers. Okay, so they beat the Jags twice. That Titans game, I think the Titans were missing like everybody, basically. And the Chargers game... I don't remember the final score, but I do remember. 41 to 29. Yeah, okay, so they scored 41 in that one. Like, they didn't win really any good games. I mean, they beat the Packers and the Cowboys in the preseason. But. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that counts. Um, all right, here's my first question for you about these vacancies. What's the most desirable job of those teams? Probably the Dolphins. Or, as of right now, either the Dolphins or the Vikings, I would say. It's not the Jaguars for you. I don't think so. I don't. I think the way that the Jags had drafted, I think kind of, minus Trevor Lawrence, because that was just known. I don't think they were set up for success. I I still don't like the Travis Etienne pick. Nobody does. We haven't seen him yet, though. What if he comes out and he's incredible? Then, Then I'll eat my words but it, it I think it's the Dolphins because they went on the run granted that might have been Brian Flores and if it was then then I'm wrong again or the Vikings because they have great pieces Kirk I'm not calling Kirk Cousins great they have Justin Jefferson Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook they have I think Adam Thielen is done I'm just gonna throw that out there I think he's at the point in his career where he can't stay healthy um I also think that Dalvin Cook is as great as he is, is really unreliable. And are we sure Kirk Cousins is going to be on the Vikings next year? He still has a year left on his contract. So I have to trade him. I get that, but I feel like he's probably on the move. It's 
Minnesota needs a change. I mean, um, if, if the GM of the Vikings comes out and decides to just clean the house of his players that are basically done, then then yeah, then it's the Jaguars. They have the one of the youngest teams in football, but I don't think they are I don't think a coach is desired to go there unless they sign another coach to another five year deal and says Hey, don't be like Urban Meyer, and we'll keep you for at least three years. Then, yeah, then then that's the most desirable. But if the Jaguars are going to enter this phase where they're kind of just firing every single coach that does bad, then I don't. Well, think it's not like they fired Urban Meyer because he was doing poorly. They they fired Urban Meyer for good reasons. I it, it's it'd probably be the Dolphins or, or the Jaguars. I think the Dolphins have trade pieces too. If they wanted to get rid of Tua, they could. And the Jaguars are just they have Trevor Lawrence and a pretty young team. I don't know if any of these teams are one hundred. The mo- I don't know if any of them are one hundred percent desirable to want to go to. I think it's the Giants. Really, two first round picks this year. They've got some cap space. You have players you can move around. Um, you might be coaching Saquon Barkley. You might not be. We're yeah, not sure. Not going to be. They're like two offensive linemen and a quarterback. A a competent quarterback away from being a playoff team, personally. Like, if you look at their roster, they have plenty of young talent on defense. Their secondary is pretty good, I think. Their front seven, I like Aziz Ujolare. I like some of their other pass rushers. Their linebackers are solid. On offense, I think we all like Sterling Shepard. Kadarius Toney was a stud this year when he was able to he was able to go. He was clearly one of the best receivers in the draft. Kenny Galladay, okay, probably not getting anything out of him. You know, tight end wise, um, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram he's a free agent this year. He hasn't. He's been a. I don't want to call him a bust, but he what he is because he's a first rounder. He's had some issues with catching, but like he's solid. You know, you can do something with him if you fix the offensive line. And you either trade for a quarterback. If you put Derek Carr on the Giants, they're making the playoffs. Now you're the king of the fucking Derek Carr bandwagon over there. So I don't think so. You don't think they could make the playoffs with Derek Carr and an improved offensive line? Oh, an improved offensive I line. I just said <laughs> sorry, I dozed off there for Jesus. a second. Then yeah, that's the biggest issue of the Giants is uh, they keep Saquon Barkley. I don't think it matters. I think Barkley, and I've said this for a while, I think Barkley is the ultimate icing on top of the cake. Like, he is the ultimate cake topper. If you've got him, like, he can really be special for you, but I've never believed Barkley to be this guy that you can hand the ball to 33 times a game and he can dominate for you. Running back position is pretty easy to fill, and I don't see him as this necessity in their offense. What was their offense this year with him? It it wasn't anything special. I think they could trade him and get just as much value at some, at, from another running back that they get in the fourth round this year so, than from him. I think if, if the Giants get Derek Carr and an improved offensive line, they're the Eagles of this year. And I don't think that's... What? What? The Eagles of this year? Yeah, they, they'd they make the playoffs. They'd probably be the seventh seed. I mean, they're not going to win the division. They could win that division. Then once the again, Giants with Derek Once Carr, again, has any team won that division two years in a row? No. Okay, you just called the Cowboys I mean, the cow- frauds. The Cowboys are, the Cowboys are going to win the division next year. They're the best team in that division. The, the Cowboys are just going to win that division. The best receiving huh? So when they've got the to play, best running back. So they're going to have to play Tampa, 
Fuck, they have an all-pro cornerback now. They have the best middle linebacker in that division. All right, now you're just using hate to fuel your argument. Oh, that was hate. Just the Trayvon. So they're they're going to have to play Tampa, Green Bay, uh, the Rams. I believe. I think they'll play the NFC South for their division, and then I don't. I think they play the AFC East next year. So they'll have Buffalo and New England on their schedule. That's a tough schedule. And they still play in the NS- NFC East. If you put Derek Carr on no, they the don't Giants. Have, no. Do they have the AFC East? I'm pretty sure they have the AFC East next year. I know that the North and the East play each other. Oh, wait. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because we have the Steelers, no, so have then, the Bills, Patriots, Jets, and Dolphins. Yeah, then I think it is the North. The, I th- yeah, the I, NFC. Or the... No, I, I regardless. Yeah. They're going to have a tough schedule next year. You just called them frauds. And you're just... Oh well, no team wins that division two years in a row. It hasn't happened. Oh, they have the they have the NFC North and the AFC South. That's what it is. Okay, that's what it is. They're not winning that division. If you give the Giants a respectable quarterback and two offensive linemen, they can win that division. I think I just I think I have to disagree. I mean, that's fine. I I get it, but you know, like last year, the nine or the football team wins the division, and you picked them. Yeah, and you basically I'm said that the Cowboys, the Cowboys, you said that the Cowboys were going to be trash, <laughs> and I'm sitting here telling you that no team wins that division two years in a row. It doesn't happen. Yeah, I should listen to the person sitting across from me that is typically right about the NFC East, but I'm not going like, to. You I, just you have to understand that it's basically whatever you think's going to happen isn't going to happen. <laughs> for the it's second, the biggest shithole in in America. For like, the second year in a row, I'm going to. Just not you're just listen gonna, to you. You're gonna pick the team that won it last year, and you're gonna assume that that streak's just gonna end. Like, I love, I love the confidence. You're just assuming this dumb streak that they have Look, is going to end. So if you, if you, I mean, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting you got that different right. results. So when, with my takes of the NFC East, yeah, I guess you could say I'm insane. But the Cowboys are by far, I think, the best team in that division. They still have, they still get to play the Giants, the Eagles, and the football team twice each next year. That's basically six free wins. All right. Like All right. legitimately. So they're already starting six and zero against their competition to win that division. Okay. And then if they play the they play if they play the Jags and the Texans next year, those are two easy wins. Like that's is it eight, though? That's eight. Is wins it right though? There. I if, if Mike McCarthy is still and Kellen Moore is still the the OC and the coach of that team, maybe not because yeah, let's QB draw it with seventeen seconds left on the clock and no timeouts. Maybe you, you might be right. Okay. What's the least desirable of these teams? The Bears. Is it? They're in. Aren't they in cap hell? They have uh, no first round pick. Yeah, they're in cap hell. Yeah, no first round okay. pick. So I get the no first round pick thing, but they do have their quarterback. Like they, they know what their quarterback is. Yeah. Okay. If they trade, so here's what needs to happen. If if you go to the Bears as a head coach, if these don't happen before you are there, Allen Robinson needs to be traded. Well. He, no, he's a free agent. They tag. Doesn't him. have one more. Oh yeah, they he tag. Did, they did. So he's on. Right. He could so be, he's gone. He's ta- he's. You could give him a tag again this year, but it's like nineteen million dollars. You're not going to pay a guy that basically had like twenty catches all no. year. Nineteen million dollars. So that helps you. You have David Montgomery. I think you need to figure out unless you make Cole Komet your number one tight end situation. You need to figure that out. Well, I think Jimmy Graham's like thirty four, thirty five now. Like he's coming to the end of the road. Wide receiver room. Sorry, right. you got Darnell Mooney. Yeah, that's pretty much. You you pair him with a Juju Smith Schuster, 
I guess that 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 fits your your receiving core well. So Cole Komet, Juju, and Darnell Mooney, and then their third guy is. I know they have like Demir Bird, who I yeah. I like him. Uh, and then they have that other special teams kid that's pretty quick. I can't think of his name. And then you your defense is it's Khalil Mack, um, Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith. Their defense is respectable. They need help in the secondary. Um, like nothing that a draft can't address. They have picks. It's not like they don't have any picks. And I like I would say the Texans, but I think that they are in a perfect opportunity to say, take Deshaun Watson. We want three first round picks and something. So my issue with that one is like you you definitely want to have a quarterback. Like you want to have your quarterback situation figured out. Just getting three first-round picks doesn't fix your quarterback situation. You still have to draft that guy. Like, we at least saw hey, the... Davis Mills. I, 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 Dude, I don't think that Davis Mills is a player. I think, I think he's not good. I, I want to see more. That's fine, but I'm telling you, I've watched a lot of quarterbacks. I don't think he's very good. I don't think he's good enough to win a playoff game. Um, like, we at least know what Justin Fields is. We saw flashes. We're like, oh, yeah. That guy can be something in this league. I'm not seeing it with the Texans. Just because you get three first-round picks for a player doesn't mean that you're going to draft three superstars. Like, just doesn't mean anything. Um, their offensive line is a mess. Their defensive line is a mess. They don't have a very good secondary. Their wide receiver room is terrible. Like, they have Nico Collins, basically. Nico Collins is, the, like, the one guy on the team where I'm like, okay, that guy might be something next year. But I year. think they have, they have money and... A little bit Who's of assets. Ever to, wanted to play for the Texans? I understand that, but I think, or if they announced Deshaun Watson as the starting quarterback and he's cleared to play, uh, it's fine. But like, I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to be there. Then you go and, I mean, new coaching staff now. Like, if he still requests a trade and doesn't want to play, like, then oh well, you have to eat your losses and just kind of let him walk. There's there's also a rumor that him and Brian Flores are trying to link up on the Giants. Uh, that was reported by Shefty. Well, if that happens, then yeah, the Giants are going to win that division. That was reported by Shefty yesterday. That I didn't see that. Flores, it was on uh, ESPN Radio in the morning. Flores and Deshaun Watson have been been in contact. They're friends. I mean, let's something. be honest. Wherever Brian Flores goes, that's where I want to be. Okay. So you have the Bears as the least desirable team? Or is it the Vikings? I mean, no, I don't think it's the Vikings. Is it the Broncos? No. Are we sure? I think they have a very good receiving core. Their running back room is okay. You get rid of Melvin Gordon. Javante Williams is plenty to be able to run that that running back okay. room. Their defense is it's been fraudulent at times, but it's it was very decent. Now you're good, using fraudulent, they, right? They the have right good sense. they have good cornerbacks. Their safeties are are okay. They have a nice offensive line. Look. So they have all those pieces. Why couldn't they win any games? Because they have Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke as their quarterbacks. Oh, there it is. There's the <laughs> Drew Locke. Hey, I got it. No, it's because yeah, okay, Drew Locke didn't start a bunch hang of games. Hang on a minute. That's Teddy Bridgewater is like a respectable starter Come in the league. Come on. Can we get past this with you? No, no, like, I'm not it's say, not even a joke on. to you. Like Drew Locke is a joke to me. You seriously think Teddy Bridgewater can be something Teddy Bridgewater in the NFL can right at now. least win. Come on. Five. He can at least go 500. Yeah, Teddy what's that going to do for you? Okay, but like they could even go 500. What's wrong with them? I don't understand. They're so, they have all this talent, but it doesn't show. Well, I mean, some of their receivers were hurt all year round. Um, that that's fair. Like they they Melvin Gordon, 
I can't even say Melvin Gordon getting hurt because Javante Williams balled out when it was him by himself. Like the Broncos, I think are the team right now that bets should be on them to go fi- over five or just stay at five hundred until they find their quarterback piece. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke are not the answers. Like Drew Locke, I love hearing you say that. <laughs> Drew Locke needs to be on a team where he can start. Every single oh, game. Oh, now he needs to be on a team <laughs> where he can start. Then and then they'll win. God, I so want him to get traded so you can just get they'll two win. games into a season and realize how bad he is. They'll win 12 games. Anytime Drew Locke comes into a game, you just the other team's like, oh, cool, we're going to get an interception or something here. I love getting something the notification dumb is gonna on my happen. that Drew Locke is in the game. Drew Locke to the Steelers? I'd God, buy I would love that. Right I'd God, buy it I right would away. love that. Um, I, don't think, I don't think there's a move in the offseason that would make me happier than that one. But yeah, no. Let, let's be honest with ourselves. Drew Locke is not the answer, and Teddy Bridgewater surely isn't. They get Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. They're, these are guys that are up for trades. Derek Carr. Derek Carr goes to the Broncos. The Broncos are a playoff team. I don't think Derek Carr is a Broncos candidate. I well, think the Broncos he, yeah, are they're gonna not swing gonna... for the fences. They're going to want the name. I don't think Derek Carr is a big enough name. Moving on to the next question, because I mean, we can go back and forth about the Broncos. I don't really care to talk about them that much. Which team is the quickest fix? Is it the Broncos? Yeah, I think it is, actually. (laughs) I think it's, (laughs) oh, we got to trade for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like like you just said, I don't want to talk about him, but that might be the answer. Yeah, I I think I'd have to agree with that. Um, The longest fix. Oh. The Bears. See, I don't think so because at least you have a quarterback. The cap and the no picks is the thing that's doing. Yeah, but it for it's him, not though. really no picks. Like they don't have a first rounder this year. They have one next year. You know, it's one year. Like basically, they used an extra pick last year so they could make sure they get their quarterback. If the Giants lose Saquon, it might be them. I I think there's much, the Texans sure, but like I believe in Davis Mills at least. I think it's the Raiders. Keep forgetting that they need a coach. Like, because I, like I keep forgetting that Basaccia is an interim, not yeah, the actual. Like, head coach. he's not going to be back as the head coach. I don't think. Like, they have fundamental issues with their team, and I'm not sure. Like, like I don't think Derek Carr is going to be there. They just fired Mike Mayock. Like, who are they bringing in? What are they do? Like, are they bringing in a guy I, to draft a new quarterback? I don't think you can say that they're the biggest fix because they were just in the playoffs. That's that's fine. Like, they have they have Hunter Renfro. They have Josh Jacobs. Until Hunter Renfro's on the Patriots. I and tell you that. Darren Waller. And I think Marcus Mariota can lead that offense. I think that offense looks better when Marcus Mariota is in it. Oh, boy. That's, that's a scorching hot take. Like, that, like... I might as well fly close to the sun with how hot that take just was. Max that was Crosby, hot. Casey Hayward, Trayvon. Nope, not Trayvon Merrick. Yeah, Merrick's on them. Oh yeah, he's yeah, on yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I was thinking Andre Sisco, but he's on the Jags. Um, I like what the I like what the the Raiders have. I think if they trade Derek Carr away, they are a quarterback away because Mar- I mean Marcus Mariota isn't going to be the I love it all time all of a sudden you just went from Mariota makes their offense look better it. to oh well if they get rid of Carr Mariota doesn't make it them like left, this long-term it, answer it the, left a really the offense, bad taste on my tongue <laughs> that I came back to and yeah you it, said it and then immediately did a 
you're you were like, like <laughs> Jeff Goldblum when Jeff Goldblum talks and he's like, oh uh, yeah, I like hot dogs, I like corn dogs, chili dogs are good. Oh wait, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> like you just did a complete 180 on so that stance, like 100. percent It just I said it and I started to get like the dry mouth. It's like I needed a piece <laughs> of gum or like a mint, and I and then I said it. It's it just doesn't sound good. I just that I, might I go don't, viral. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you can say that the Raiders are the long term fix because they were just in the playoffs. They maybe, were a touchdown away from winning a playoff. Maybe game. that's my bias because I just very, very strongly dislike what the Raiders team is assembled to look like. But my problem with them is. I think they're going to move on from Carr. Also, can we not jump over the fact that that team had the worst happen to them this year? That's fine, but that's part of it. That's why I think that they are a a tough fix. They overcame so much adversity with the events that had occurred this year that... like, Even them making playoffs to me is impressive. Like Beating the Chargers in a must-win game and going on these huge runs of wins. And like, here's the thing. And here's the thing. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go ahead. Derek Carr was a top five passer this year. I, I, I understand, but that I don't think you get rid of Derek Carr after he's top five in passing yards this year, and you made the playoffs. Well, here's my thing too. So they make the playoffs, but then they start the season out like four and zero. weren't they like four and zero to start the year? They Maybe. were three and zero or four and zero because I remember we were talking about them and they were the number one team in the AFC, and they started out really hot, but then after they had what happened to them happen with Gruden and Henry Ruggs, like, the team really took a no, hit. they lost their first game. Oh, they, no, they were 3-0. No, they won their first game. They were 3-0. 3-0. and Yeah, they were 3-0, and and then they were, like, 5-2, and I think. They were 5-2, and yep, because they – so Baltimore, Pitt, Miami beat, lost to Chargers and the Bears, beat Denver, Philly, then lost a bad game to the Giants, then lost to the Chiefs and the Bengals, beat the Cowboys, lost to the football team and the Chiefs, and then won out with the Browns, the Broncos, the Colts, and the Chargers. Yeah, like – so, like, they won some good games down the stretch because they got desperate. And that's fine. Like, you can't fake desperation. I've always said that about sports. But, like, what happens next year when they start the year out fresh and Derek Carr is their quarterback and they have a new head coach and, like, they're kind of devoid of weapons because they're not really a well-built team? Like, let's be honest. The Raiders are not really a well-put-together team. The, the roster doesn't really make sense. And they kind of just play desperate down the stretch. You know, like... I, I feel like that can. They really played with fire this year, and they're going to be a disaster. So I do think they have some pieces that I think they need to part ways with. They need to get rid of one of their running backs. Um, Josh Jacobs. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to pay that guy. I'm not going to lie to you. I think it's you need to trade Darren Waller. You need to do something with him. I don't think he fits anymore. The injury towards the end of the year. Derek Carr stopped relying on him. He found Hunter Renfro. Trade. I don't know if he, he's not a free agent this year. No, I think he just signed an extension. Trade him. Get a lesser tight end and something in return to build the rest of your team. It hurts to say because Darren Waller is a very good tight end, but I don't. I think he might be a big issue. I mean, I think he had a lot of success when he was getting twenty targets. Yeah, they had him in the playoff game and they didn't use him and. I mean, that touchdown for the Bengals that was blown dead. Like, get out of here. I, 
I think the problem is Darren Waller. I, I think that's where you start. You get rid of one of the running backs, Josh Jacobs, so you don't have to pay him, and Darren Waller, and then you roll with what you have. You roll with the punches for a season and hope for the best. Because if they can make the playoffs after trading Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs, then 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 what? Then we can't argue anything. Like, that's a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, I just... We're I also hoping their... that the Chargers don't get better. Right, like, I'm just looking at their roster, and I'm... I don't see where there's an easy improvement for them because I think they're kind of stuck or they don't have a court. Like, they're either stuck with Derek Carr and the roster that they have or they have to get rid of Derek Carr and kind of gut their roster, and I'm not sure where they go from there. Like, I just... I don't I don't see a path for them getting better, and I don't see an easy path for if they go to get worse to get better. I don't see how the Tankapalooza... Uh, I don't think they're ready works. to say. I don't even think they're close to ready to be able to say that. Oh, we're just gonna tank. Oh, they're not going to because they just made the playoffs. Yeah, because they're arrogant and that's how teams work. Like, I mean, what's what's my favorite thing ever? You you know this too. I don't want to be the last team to get into the playoffs. I don't want to be. I don't even really well, want to be. Technically, weren't. Well, yeah, that's true. They weren't. They were the what second to last. Right, but like. I don't want to be that team that squeaks into the playoffs. No, I know. And they basically squeaked in. Like they didn't have it locked up. They weren't in by any means. And they're it's not like they were a great team that kind of got unlucky. They were an okay team that got lucky and then unlucky. And they're not a Super Bowl contender. Like like New England. New England's not a Super Bowl contender yet, but they're at least young and they have a future. You can see where they're going. Pittsburgh they're definitely about to tear it down. Like, they're about to do the thing that I want them to do, tear it down. Well, yeah, and what's going to help Pittsburgh is Mike Tomlin is becoming GM. I'm hoping he's smart enough to say... I would not do that. I'm hoping he's smart enough to say, look, how many times in the NFL has GM coaching worked? Yeah. Three times? Belichick's really the one guy that's been able to do it. Yeah. Parcells, Parcells did it for a little while, and it was kind of unsuccessful. Jimmy Johnson was good at it. That's about it. Like, we okay. really haven't seen it with coaches being able to be the GMs. If, if we know that Mike Tomlin is taking over GM, why doesn't Mike Tomlin call up Brian Flores and say, hey, do you want to come coach the Steelers next year? I'll be the GM. Because I'll I'm, tell you what, Brian Flores comes to the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey, Deshaun Watson, come on over. Like, that, like let's, not, let's not kid ourselves. The Steelers are a quarterback and a little bit of secondary help away from – Beating the Chiefs in a playoff. Game. I thought you guys had a quarterback. Dude, you got Mason Rudolph on the bench. I heard they're going to explore with him this this offseason. I heard that too, and it hurts. Yeah, I was. So gonna... I don't know if you were saying that to just kind of irritate me, but. No, no. Yeah, that I was heard a report it I read today. Yeah. Um, I, You're going to say Brian Flores, so I'm going to modify this question. Best candidate on the market not named Brian Flores. Is there anybody you like? I would say Harbaugh, but I don't like the thought of a college coach coming to the NFL anymore. Yeah, but we've already seen yeah, Harbaugh be successful in the NFL. I think Harbaugh's a better NFL coach than he is a college coach. I think he has too much power in college, and he's kind of a me- like. I wouldn't want Jim or John Harbaugh to be in charge of my college program because I feel like if I'm letting this guy that constantly wants to go for two and constantly go for it in terrible situations also pick all of the players and all and make all the decisions, I feel like my campus is going to burn down. Adam Gase. Adam Gase. Shut up. Legitimately. Harbaugh, maybe. Harbaugh. I don't know a lot of the coaching candidates. This is where I, you and I differ a lot when it comes to this podcast. 
because you probably have a list of 15 potential coaching candidates for all of these teams. I have two. I mean, I have a few guys I like. Um, I think Jim Caldwell should easily get the Jags job. I, I would hire Jim Caldwell now. Um, I don't understand why either Cowboys coordinator is getting opportunities to interview. It makes zero sense to me. Like, I would not hire Kellen Moore. I, think, I don't think Kellen Moore can coach a fucking lick. Well, I think he's Jason Garrett 2.0. Well, let's be honest. If he's the one that made that play call during the Cowboys game, he should be fired right now. He should be fired anyways. I'm sorry. What? We f- they fired Jason Garrett because they wanted creativity in their offense. <laughs> they bring Mike McCarthy. What a, right. They bring in Mike McCarthy, and then Mike McCarthy keeps on the staff Kellen Moore, who was the OC when Jason Garrett was the head coach. I'm sorry. What did you do differently there? You fired cranky old white guy and hired cranky old white guy? run stale offenses what like Kellen Moore's not creative he doesn't do anything special you know you know what Kellen Moore's idea of special is oh we're gonna run a running back reverse sweep sometimes that's what we're gonna do where like we flip it to Zeke who flips it to Amari who flips it to Tony Pollard that's what we run for exciting offense wow good for you nothing about that is there's just nothing to it so he should not be interviewing for jobs um, I think Byron Leftwich is probably going to get hired. I don't know how I feel about it, but I feel like you definitely are going to have to give him a shot. I, I'm not sure who I like him on. I, I would like him with the Vikings, I think. If you put Byron Leftwich on the Vikings with whoever their quarterback's going to be and Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook, I think that's a pretty good situation there. Um... As far as the Bears head coach, I'm not sure what I like there. Honestly, Brian Flores. <laughs> I, I kind of like Brian Flores with Chicago. I think they need somebody that wants to play defense first. Like, does Chicago realize they play in the Windy City? It's kind of hard to throw in the wind. That's why they have Lamar Jackson 2.0. Yeah, right. Like, run the ball. Like, run the ball. I don't, I don't understand that. <sighs> There's so many offseason moves that I just want to see. Like... I'm excited for where does Christian McCaffrey end up? Sean Watson, Brian Flores, all of these coaches. Where, where, what team? What coaches do these teams get? What does Kirk Cousins, does Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson? Do these guys get traded? Like, on top of what my own team does, like, I think this might be a pretty big off season. I'm hoping the hype is leading to this is going to be a pretty big off season, which is great for everybody because there's a lot to talk about and a lot to do with these decisions but it's so unknown right now because there hasn't been many interview leaks other than Harbaugh with the Dolphins Brian Flores with literally everybody and Cowboys coaches who don't deserve it and these often like Biennemi still getting coaching offers and I just there's something wrong there I there Whatever he's saying in interviews is not sitting well with GMs and owners. It's just not working. I I think they're missing something with him. Um, Last question, and it's not about the current teams that have vacancies. Coach currently on the hottest seat, ready to be fired. Oh, that's a good one. Cliff Kingsbury? I don't disagree with you. I think the seat just... 
It's starting to warm. I think the seat's really hot for him it right just now. Just turned on the car. La- last night, l- last night was the first time where I agreed with that statement. I've, I've backed Kingsbury until now because I at least said he needs to make the play. Like he's going to make the playoffs this year, and if he's successful in the playoffs, then you can't say anything about it. But now I'm wondering, like, how well do they prepare for games? You know, like, are they prepared? Are they doing the things necessary to get ready for games? Let me throw this name at you, Matt Rule. Yeah, um, I thought about that with that post-game interview that he had a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, well, like, you know, I know that their quarterback situation's been kind of a disaster, but like, what you you're the one that wanted Sam Darnold. What did we yeah. see that was any so? And you passed up on taking quarterbacks. The my thought with that is is um, I don't know if he's so much on a hot seat right now, but if that. If that seat is off, that seat warmer is off, uh, Sam Darnold doesn't pan out by week eight. It's flaming. It goes zero to 100 at the snap of a finger where, like, these other guys, like Cliff Gangsbury, has been a gradual increase from a lot of people on whether he should be fired or not. But you see a lot of times coaches are, all right, well, we're not even thinking about firing you, but you're one wrong move away from us just saying, all right, you're done. Like, there's no warnings here. Well, the other thing with the Panthers, too, is David Tepper, their owner, is he's a kind of knee-jerk reaction guy, and he wants instant results. Yeah. New, owner, new owners always want like instant results with their team, and so far he's been kind of patient. I expect that to change pretty quickly. Um, I'm going to throw just one more name. Mike Tomlin. I, I, I just don't get it anymore. So that's where I think... I thought about it, but I genuinely don't think he's going to try the GM coach thing. I think there's a plan there for the Roonies to just say, hey, why don't you just GM for us? You have pull with a lot of these players and coaches because you've been around for so long. Why don't you go get us a great coach and do what you can? I think Tomlin's going to be a great GM. So my problem with that is, you know, you don't shit where you eat and – not all coaches can make GMs because it's it's one thing to put a team together. It's another to understand how to identify talent that's going to fit in a salary cap and you know all the complex decisions that have to be made. And again, like we've only seen one guy really be good at it. No, that's I, that guy in New England. Like yeah. Tomlin, I actually think people like to say Tomlin's a player's coach. I think Tomlin's a player's coach to a fault. He never held AB accountable. He never held Le- Le'Veon Bell accountable. But he definitely didn't hold do, Big like, Ben accountable. Like, go ahead. From a coaching aspect, though, like as the GM, literally whatever he says for the most part goes. As a coach, it's kind of just all right. Let me let me throw these offers, these ideas at you, and whether you do them or not is up to you. He hasn't lost the locker room, like. He, are we sure that about I, that yes. one? Like, but we, he's lost it before. That's my thing. Like, he lost the locker room with AB and Le'Veon. Yeah, like he lost it. I, I think the biggest issue here is is or not the biggest issue, but the big, biggest upside of Tomlin, like I had already said, is the connections. Like, that guy is loved by many, many, many people, players, coaches, staff, all around the league. Like, past, present, it's. I think he's got the pulls that the Steelers need to be a good GM. 
if if Ro- if the Rooney's just said, all right, well, you're just going to stay the coach, then I'd agree. But with the plans of him being a GM and coach, which I hope doesn't happen, like I've said multiple times, I think there's I don't think he's on the hot seat. Now, if he comes out his first year and the Steelers go like four and thirteen next year, I think they're going that anyways because I don't know <laughs> what they're going to do with the quarterbacks. He said Rudolph's our coach, our quarterback. That <laughs> smells like two wins. <laughs> that, to that, me. Yeah, we're gonna be the number two pick, maybe maybe even number one. But I like Tomlin as a GM, and I saying no because of the fact that he's probably going to be our GM. I'm just shocked you didn't come out and say that Kyle Shanahan's on the hot seat. He won a fucking playoff game against the Cowboys. And he'll lose to the Packers this week, and you'll turn around and be like, oh, see, Kyle Shanahan, I was right about him all along. I I still don't think he's a top-ten coach, but yeah. You know, his his winning percentage has been going up lately. He's he's moving up. It always comes down to who I talk shit about does well. Like, I don't understand it, except for Trayvon Diggs for some reason. It gets worse every week that we talk about him. But... Like, these teams just do well after I talk shit about them. So I don't understand. Sure. Yeah. You know what? Kyle Shanahan's a top 10 coach. Greatest coach in the league. Deserves deserves every bit of the credit for what the 49ers have done. Well, now that we've we've mentioned the, the Niners game this week against the Packers, you want to bring us in here? Is it the Flaming Four wins of the week now? It'll, it will be the Flaming Four wins of the All week. All right. Yeah. We're back with the best, best sports podcast segment. Best sports podcast segment in the world with the number one sports podcast in the world, the Flaming Four wins of the week. So we had a minor dispute before the podcast started. Uh, Andrew claimed that he did not pick the Steelers last week during the Flaming Five. Flaming Six it was last week. Flaming Six, sure. Um, Andrew did pick the Steelers on the podcast. I I would like, on the record, go back and listen. You hear me say... Chiefs over Steelers. Then I say, you know what? Fuck it. Steelers no. over no, Chiefs. No, no, no. And then no, no, I no. said, and then I said, no, I'm not picking them. I'm picking the Chiefs over the Steelers. No. So see, here's where message. Here's the people. problem. Here's the problem. You said Steelers, Chiefs first. Steelers. No, I didn't. O- yes, you, we just listened to it. Do you want to listen to it again? <laughs> you said Steelers over the Chiefs first. I talked you into it. You said sure. I then said, glad you had the courage of your conviction. We talk about the game for two minutes. I tell you that the Steelers are going to get blown out. You then proceed to say... like 30 seconds. You then proceed to say, no, I'm taking the Chiefs over the Steelers. I'm sorry. We are making Andrew select that he took the Steelers. He said that team first. I laughed. You didn't laugh. Of course I'm taking the Chiefs over the Steelers after I said Steelers over Chiefs. You said Steelers over the Chiefs. We're going to get some judges in here. But whatever. Right now I'm still winning. It's 5-4. to Garrett lost with the Patriots losing to the Bills. And the Cardinals losing to the Rams. And I lost one point because I picked the Steelers over the Chiefs when I you did. But this week, it's a lot more difficult decisions. We'll let you go first. All right. Uh, what's the first Saturday game there? Um, Is it the uh, Titans game? I'm not. It the, yeah, it's it's got to be the Titans game. Give me one second. Sure, I'm a, I'll just you know filibuster here while we're. You're still not using that word, I, right? Oh, uh, you're not using fraudulent right either. So I, you're so yeah. It's Titans Bengals. <laughs> then I fucking hate you. Kids show. Niners Packers Rams Bucks Bills Chiefs. Okay. In that order. All right. So let's let's do these one at a time. Okay. I'm taking the Titans over the Bengals. I'm going 35 to 24. I think Derrick Henry's going to play. I think if Derrick Henry is on the field, I expect Derrick Henry to be at least 85% of Derrick Henry. If that's the case, 
I got I, I trust in the Titans. I think Mike Vrabel's good enough to on a bye week to be able to figure out that hey, just like double team Jamar Chase. Like that's that's really what you have to do. Just double team Jamar Chase. You can't let him run wide open in the secondary. And I'm gonna choose the Titans over the Bengals twenty four to twenty. I didn't really have a thought on this one once I figured out who the Titans were playing. I think it's an easy choice, in my opinion. Um, secondly, we have the Niners and the Packers. And I have the Packers beating the Niners 24-21. So I know that the Packers are usually destined to play in the NFC Championship game and lose. Uh, I'm going with the Niners. I'm riding, I'm riding the Niners basically out from here. Um, the only way I won't pick them is if they play the Buccaneers because I have the Bucs in the Super Bowl and I will not go against my Super Bowl pick, even though I might disagree with it with the Bucs and the Niners. I think the Niners probably win that game, but I'm taking the Niners. I got them 27-20 to 20 over the Packers. I don't think the Packers, Packers can stop the run. And like it's not like the Niners are trying to trick you. They're trying to run the ball. Like That's what they want to do. They're going to do it. And I don't think the Packers are going to be able to stop it. I think the possession time is going to be like 35 to whatever it would be, 15, right? 35 to 15. Or 25? Yeah, 35-25. I don't know why I made the game a 45-minute game there. That was or a 50-minute game. Um, yeah, I mean, what's? do you have any scenario for the Packers? Like, what do the Packers have to do in your mind? Just feed Devontae Adams? Is that, is that the Do key? what they've done all year. Okay. Like, Aaron Jones coming for pass-catching downs, then A.J. Dillon just comes in and slams through the line. Look, I mean, if Nick Bosa, if Fred Warner plays, yeah, this that's, is going to be a lot this is going to be a much different That's game. the other thing. I'm not sure if Warner and Bosa are playing. I'm making this pick on a Tuesday. If they don't play, I'm wrong. I'll admit that. Like, if neither of those guys plays, the Packers are going to win this game. But if those guys both play, I think the Niners should be able to take this pretty easily. I, I won't be shocked if the Niners win. I, I won't. I, I think the Niners, I said it earlier in the podcast. Because you think Kyle Shanahan's the, a top 10 coach. The Niners, the Niners are the hottest team in football. Kyle Shanahan is a top 10 coach. You sound like Barry right now. Um... Redacting statements left and right. I have my fingers crossed. You guys can't see it, but you know when I say that. Um, the Niners, but honestly, the Niners are the hottest team in football, so I wouldn't be shocked if they come in and upset the Packers. Um, it's going to be a close game, no matter what. Like same thing with the Cowboys; they only won by six. Um, but I I can see it happening easily. This next game is where things get a little bit difficult. I'm not going against my Super Bowl pick. I am choosing the Rams over the Buccaneers. 34 to 31. I think the biggest thing for this game is the Buccaneers secondary being able to stop the passing of Matthew Stafford. Stafford looked good yesterday. You can roll your eyes all you want, but he did. They looked good against the Cardinals defense. By the way, prayers up to Buda Baker. I, I as a Steelers yeah, that fan, was, that, that looked really bad to see. That was Ryan Shazier. Yes, kind of that's shit. the first thing yeah. I said, and then I saw him bend his legs, and it was I was a little bit more relieved. Um, but yeah, that is that is something that everybody needs to keep an eye on because that is something terrible for a big asset to that defense as well. Um, but yeah, Matthew Stafford looked great. Cam Akers came back and showed us why Cam Akers was going to be a great running back this year, and I'm more excited for next year and next week than I probably could be ever in that aspect. Um, and they're in a win now scenario. I, I I just think that they have the the biggest on the mo- the most on the line. They have for this a lot series. on the line. I <laughs> mean, you basically don't have a first round pick for four years. Like, yeah, they have to win this. Like they built this team to beat Tampa. 
I get that you don't get rich betting against Tom Brady, but I'm picking the Rams. I probably don't have a single case to make except for this one case. There is one man in sports I do not bet against, and that is Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. I will not pick against him. Such a loser. I, I, it's, I'm not, first of all, he's my Super Bowl pick. I'm not picking against my Super Bowl pick. The case to be made, they're going to have to control the clock. They've got the defense is going to have to stop the run. If they can stop the run and they can stop Cam Akers, I'm in this mode right now with Matt Stafford where I want Matt Stafford to try to beat me because I think Matt Stafford is just prone to give it to you three times a game. And the Cardinals didn't take advantage of it last night, but he was he was willing to do it. He would have given it to him three or four times. Pass rush is going to have to get home. I mean, that's that's key number one to beating a quarterback. You got to get home with four. If they can stop the run. And if Brady can play the game of keep away and I'm first one to get to 20 wins, Brady loves playing that game. He he will play the first one gets to 20 wins the game every week if he wants to. They're, they're just going to have to control the clock. You can't let the Rams get out and go quick and manage the game themselves. You have to keep them on their heels. So I'm picking Tampa. You know, it's in it's in Tampa Bay, which makes me feel better. You know, that game, and so, and twice now the Rams have played the Bucs and they've played it like it's their Super Bowl. I think it's time for the Bucs to play the Rams the other way around, maybe with some little ferocity. So I'm going Bucs. I'm not picking against Brady. I'm not going to do it. Something happens with him in the postseason. I don't know what it is, but it happens. So he can catch the ball now in the postseason. Did you see all that? Yeah, well, whatever. He can't do it in the Super Bowl. I don't want to hear it. Um, then the big one. This is the, uh, this is the game that I've thought about the entire podcast. And I'm going to be a man. I'm going to, as you say, the courage of my conviction. I'm going to pick the Bills over the Chiefs. Um, God, I, I felt that for you. That, <laughs> that, that one stung so much. I could feel it. 35 to 28. 35 to 28. And it hurts because I don't believe it for a second. There isn't a case to be made. They're coming off the greatest show in playoff history, postseason history. Um, but I just have to be a man. I don't think they're going to do what they did last week for a second. But I got to roll with my preseason prediction here, and that's what I'm going to do. Listen. The Bills are frauds, okay? <laughs> you're definitely not using that word right. I mean, you're using no, it right, they're but gonna you're not be, using it. You're not they're going to be frauds because describing a team the, right the Chiefs way. are going to blow them out, and that's just what's going to happen. Look, Kansas City is you, – you're saying the Niners are the hottest team in football. I fully expect to see Travis Kelsey running wide open in the secondary for at least well, 120 just yards. No, no, like right, like he's just going. Anytime that that's going he on puts in your on secondary, visibility cloak from Harry Potter. Yeah, he and does. Just, like rips it off whenever he's wide open. He's just there all Look, the time. The Jarek McKinnon thing, he gives them a piece to their offense they didn't have before. There's there's an explosiveness with him that like Ceh doesn't have, and. That makes a big difference. I think Mahomes is playing like Mahomes should play. Um, I don't trust the Bills. I'm sorry. They just play. Anytime a team plays their Super Bowl in the first week of the playoffs, 
Usually the week after that, it doesn't end well. It's, it's just history, man. I've seen it a hundred times. You know, whenever you blow somebody out in the first week, you come back the next week, everybody's on you, and guess what? You turn back into who you really are. I expect Josh Allen to do his little pressure thing when he just, you know, the pocket breaks down a little bit, and all of a sudden he's 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage and throwing it to the other team. I expect that to happen at least once. I got 42 to 28. Me too. Me too. I, I, I'm not going to pick against the Chiefs right now. I think there's only one team in the AFC that can beat them. That's it. I think there's one team. Titans? Yeah, it's Titans. Yeah, I agree. Derrick Henry is the one guy that can change a football game. I'll, I'm telling you right now, if it's the Titans versus the Titans, Titans beat the Bengals, I have the Titans going to the Super Bowl. I, if it comes down to next week and it's the Titans and the Bills, oh Titans Bills! Like, my God, that's an then. Easy then I'm take. I'll give whoever my man card for not picking the Bills. You, you want to see somebody run the ball seventy times? The Titans <laughs> will run the ball like, seventy times. I, the Titans are my Super Bowl pick right now. I, I the Titans get past the Bengals. Derrick Henry looks good. They're my Super Bowl pick. Easy. Yeah, I got to see him. No first. doubt. I, I'm picking him against the Bengals because I think even with just AJ Brown, they're good enough to and Julio. I guess whatever's left of him, but. Is he even playing? Yeah. He's he's available? Okay. Not There's not much left of him. They no. might as well put a corpse out on the field and have that run around because he's been basically worthless this year. But, yeah, I, I don't see anybody beating the Chiefs other than the Titans right now, and I'm not even sure if the Titans can do it other than the Bucs. I think the Bucs can do it. You just, you oh, I've said guy. whatever NFC team makes it to the Super Bowl, I think they're winning it. And I said that since, like, week 10. I'm not convinced in any AFC team for an instant. Does, does Mike Evans have to turn into, like, God? Mike Evans Tampa? has to be Cooper Cup for the Buccaneers. Is it Cooper Cup, or is it something better than that? Probably better, actually. I, I think Mike Evans is going to have to be, like, God-like against Jalen Ramsey this week. And I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. And that means that somebody else is going to have to step up. Now, number 87, he's been known to do that a few times. I, I'm just trying to think of scenarios, like, of who's going to step up for what team. Like, I know Travis Kelsey's going to be open in the, in the, in the secondary. I know Elijah Mitchell's and Debo Samuel are probably going to run for like 250 combined yards. Derrick Henry, if he's 80%, I'm good. I got that. Tampa, I'm just looking at Tampa and I'm like, all right, well, Jalen Ramsey's on Mike Evans. Fine. Is 87 going to show up? Is Leonard Fournette playing? Tyler Johnson's kind of good. I like him. You could say Scotty Miller, but where was he last week? He had one rush for eight yards. And a captain. Yeah, receptions for eight yards. Yeah, and then I'm looking, and it's like, all right, Cyril Grayson. Can Tom do it with Cyril Grayson? And I look at the Rams, I'm like, well, OBJ's played well. And, you know, I was right about him. You have the leading receiver in the NFL. Yeah, and you have Cooper Cup, and And I like him. Tyler Higbee, who is hit or miss. Fucking asshole. Didn't do shit all season in fantasy, but now come playoff time, last two weeks of the season, he's been damn good. And Cam Akers is looking like the running back we all wanted him to be. Still worried about him, but yeah. we'll see. And then the Rams defense looked absolutely phenomenal last night of getting through that, the that bogus one, that Arizona Cardinals take, offensive line. That one I'm going to take with a grain of salt because I'm feeling, I just feel like, like what did they practice all week? We're going to single team Aaron Donald? Yeah, like Von Miller, we're not going to chip that guy at all. We're just, you know, he's good. We're going to let him run. Yeah, our offensive line's good enough. We can just, we don't have to double team these great Hall of Fame <laughs> defense, defensive players. I that game plan made no sense to me. I didn't understand the thing they did. You got to take deep shots. 
They didn't want to throw the ball deep at all, and it was like they're just sitting on your short routes and saying, okay, we're just, you know, you're not going to have these. Who had the game last night announcing? Uh, it was... I listened to the Manning cast. Well, it so. was um, Steve Levy and, oh, God, Lewis Riddick and Brian Grease. So I was talking to my parents at one point, and uh, they had the not the actual broadcast on. And oh, I by walk- the way... Second worst Manning cast of the year, I thought. Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, I walked in when Kyler kind of threw the deep shot to A.J. Green, and they had said, oh, that's going to be something they target all day long because A.J. Green is 6'4", and this def- this corner for the – I forget which corner it was. I think it was a Jones. Jones Jr. Yeah, it's for Jones the, Jr. For the Rams is yeah. 5'10". It's like, that's a smart decision. They targeted him twice. What did I say before the start of the game? You got to make Eric Weddle try to beat you. And they didn't go at Eric Weddle at all. Yep. The guy has been sitting on his couch for two years. He's not ready to play in a playoff game. Like, you're just not. You don't just sit on your couch for two years and then all of a sudden get in a playoff game. It's not happening. And they didn't go at him. I, I was disappointed in the Cardinals. I, I, I kind of figured that's what was going to happen. I, I thought Murray probably wouldn't want to be a superhero last night, and he wasn't. Um, that was disappointing, honestly. I'm disappointed because he's... You know, you know how I feel about Kyler Murray. He's yeah. a favorite of mine, personally. Too bad that we have a quarterback in New England because I'd be asking Bill to trade for him yesterday. We don't. Yeah, you guys, I can't have. I, I I can't have him on your team. Is that it? I think we that's good. about it. I think I think we've talked enough. We gotta get the definition of the word fraudulent so I can show you that I'm using it right. You just don't like. You're that using, I'm using it in the it. wrong context. I'm not. You are. I'm not. Like I'm using it in the right context. All right, check you us out on Twitter. Like check us out it. on Twitter. That's Twitter at highly disputed. What is it? What is it? You want to you want to do this? Yeah, you right. incompetent. Don't worry, I got this. As always, follow us on Twitter at highly disputed. That's highly disputed without the e. Both of our personal Twitters are in the bio. I still don't have mine. Uh, I thought you said it was working. It wasn't working. Nope. But you you didn't post that tweet. Oh, I posted on my my account. I oh. yeah. I posted a really funny tweet on my like personal account when the woman's poop commercial came on yesterday, and I said, "Just saw a commercial for women's women pooping at halftime," and I still don't believe that they do. Um, but yeah, I will be getting that up this week. I promise you guys, I will have it for next week's podcast. Um, send us some emails at highly undisputed empty promises at highly undisputed. Are you running for public office <laughs> at gmail.com that's highly undisputed with any that times questions comments concerns my name is Andrew Theory <laughs> and I approve <laughs> typical, this message the typical uh, typical spiel we need to fix this we need, we need to get a better spiel for the end of our podcast my name's Andrew his name's Garrett we'll see you guys next week <laughs>